there's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and Peter Grant. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! And Peter Grant is celebrating here in the studio in the heart of Glasgow. Peter, your old club, Bournemouth, promoted. Absolutely delighted, Paul. Great club. What about your other old club, Celtic? Not quite won it yet, but are you officially declaring them champions tonight? Yes. Oh, that's it then, because usually they... I mean, Simon Donnelly the other night was giving it well, nearly, but uh, waiting until... Well, I was like that when I played, but I'm not doing that. I'll say yes. Peter, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week on the programme. That's it, he's done it. We've got an answer out of him immediately. It's this funny time for Celtic fans, isn't it, that's going on and on. That's not a criticism. You know, Rangers are still tucked in there, but it looks as though it's going to be Celtics. Mark Guidi... Just over 24 hours to go and Rangers determined, I think, to get Kemar Roof fit. European semi-final tomorrow night. Yeah, it'll be a, a big boost for Rangers. He, he's a different style. A number nine brings something different to the team. And uh, I think if it's one of them, if you're Kemar Roof, Paul, you're just telling Giovanni Van Bronckers, Gaffer, I'm available for selection. I don't care. I'm getting out there. I want to help the club get to a European final. I'm going to do my bit. Might not last the 90 minutes. Might not last the extra time. But you certainly want to go and start the game. If he doesn't make it, the performance of Fashion Sakala on Sunday was a boost. And I know people are criticising for not getting that winning goal when he hit the post, but his drive to beat um, Joe Hart for the equaliser, the way he performed in the second half, his pace can cause problems. So Rangers have good options, but Kemar Roof, they'll be desperate to have him available. Peter, we would love to see it, wouldn't we? Rangers go to the final and up against your old team, West Ham United. Both of them one goal behind. It'd be perfect. That'd be the perfect scenario, Paul. It'd be... Great for British football, it'll be great for Scottish football, you know, all the things, because that's what we like to see, you know, and Rangers have done exceptionally well, it's galvanised them on that they, they play in front at home as well, I think their players have stood up to the things that was questioned about them, could they play in the, the bigger occasions, they've managed to do that, I thought they had a lot of good things in the game on Sunday, I thought it wasn't the greatest game, but I thought Rangers had a lot of opportunities, as did Celtic, done a, uh, and Celtic didn't play as well as they would like to, but... As I said, probably the perfect final would be West Ham versus Rangers. And of course, in the, the biggest one, the Champions League, Liverpool are through, Mark, although last night there was a few hairy moments, but they're through. And will mm -hmm. it be Man City or Real Madrid? That's going to be some game in the Santiago right. Bernabeu tonight. Yeah, it will be. It'll be a cracker. I mean, the first leg, 4-3 Man City. I've heard a lot of people saying one of the best games that they've, that they've seen in a long, long time. The quality of football. I think it'll be the same again tonight. And I fancy Man City to get through a Liverpool Man City final in Paris later this month. Peter? I agree, I agree. I just think Benzema is fantastic. Um, we've got a few, obviously, world-class players. But I just think Manchester City all over the pitch are stronger when you take it in. And to be fair, they could have been out of sight in the first uh, first leg. But it just shows you the quality of that club and Ancelotti's managed in big, big occasions many, many times. And it'd be fantastic for him if he could go and win the final and be the first manager to do that. I think as it five European trophies he'd win. 
you know, something like that's it's quite incredible, you know, and it's great for managers as well. And he's a different type of manager. People keep going on and talking about coaching. It's a lot more than that when it comes to him, that's for sure. It's a phenomenal time, isn't it, for football at the moment? Watching, listening, observing it, Mark. European semi-finals, it's a long time. We've said it so many times since yeah. uh, Rangers or Celtic were there. 2003, Seville for Celtic. Will Rangers be there? What do you reckon? Let's call it just after five tonight. Are Rangers going to go to the final? I think Leipzig start the game as favourites tomorrow night, Paul. For me, I think Leipzig um, might just have the quality to get through, but I would never rule Rangers out at Ibrox. Any day, all they have to do is win the game. And even that means it goes to the penalty kick. You just need to win the game, which is great. Away goals don't count. So you've not got that hanging over you. Can Rangers win the game tomorrow night? Absolutely. Of course they can. But Leipzig are you know, lethal on the counter-attack. I think Leipzig will definitely score tomorrow night. So it means Rangers would need to... Listen, if Kemar Roof's available, that, that's massive. Aaron Ramsey, I think Rangers can cope without him. Um, but Kemar Roof's a big, big one for them. Let's hear from the manager. And that's what he was asked about today. What about... Uh, Ramsey but particularly what about Kemar Roof? I don't know yet we still have one day to prepare of course him and Aaron were uh, pushing to be ready for the game tomorrow so uh, again today will be um, an, an important day for both at the moment I cannot tell you if they're in the squad tomorrow or not so he's giving them until tomorrow he can't say today he was pushed give us a bit more depending how the, the training will go I mean uh, we all you know when they um, got injured we all knew that um, they will work towards the game tomorrow and uh, of course you know I'll I'll wait as long as possible but uh, for me the most important thing is that they are uh, physically able to uh, to play uh, a part in tomorrow's game that's always the deciding factor for me Peter you've played in so many European games you've managed at the highest level what do you hear that the manager's not saying what do you think is Roof going to be fit I think Roof's going to be fit for part of it that's the way listening to him talking there that's always the giveaway I'm hoping he's fit for part of it and the fact that they've maybe not trained with the, the group, they'll usually come in and say they've trained with the group, they've been feeling good in themselves to give them that boost. And it's a difficult one for a manager. I've been there missing finals myself, but knowing, I think what Mark said earlier is important because it is one of these games you have a shot at it. Genuinely, is he going to keep him for the Scottish Cup final? I think it'd be more interesting keeping him for the European final, you know, because I think the league's gone, as I said earlier on, I think that. Um, so the, the big thing is for them is the two finals that's coming up. That's what they're hoping for. They'd love to get to a European final. And playing somebody like Roof, would that miss the season for him? Or would he be able to play after that? That's the, the thing, the, the choice you've got to make. Or does he put him on as a substitute? What happens to the boys? I've been there, we'd be playing the cup final and the best striker was Dean Ashton. Mm -hmm. Without a shadow of a doubt. And we selected Dean, but he hadn't played for six weeks. And I didn't want to select him. Alan Pardo says, and Bobby Zamora was on a score and running six oh, games and six goals. I bet yeah. six games he'd scored. Mm -hmm. And Alan, so we, all week, we'd thought about it, but it was going this way or that way. He said to me, you've always said to me to pick my best players. I said, yes. He said, well, you said Dean Ashton's our best striker. I'm going to go with Dean Ashton. And I says, fair enough. I says, but it's got disappointing for Bobby because he's got to take the, the kick in the teeth. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's not available. Hamstring injury. Say Dean goes down injury right away. He went on and scored two goals. It was in a Liverpool game and we <laughs> yeah. drew 3-3. But that's the choice the manager has to make. He'll know in the player's eyes, you know, if he's ready to play in this game. And it is a one-off game for Rangers. As I said to you last week, if they keep in the game, I, I said to the score, mm -hmm. I thought one nil, And that's the way it turned out. Keep in the game. And that's exactly what they've done. Coming to Ibrox, and as I say, the boys have been able to handle it. And I didn't, that was the thing I questioned earlier on. Could they handle it? And over the last few weeks, I've managed to do that. And as I say, they can do that tomorrow night. And 
the good thing is for them, I think Rangers have had a bit of for them, mm. and I think Leipzig going. I watch the German football. I don't think they're playing as well as they can do. But let's not be kidded. They've got top top quality players. They played, play. of course. They played the other night, didn't they? Yes, played Sunday. Yeah, but they lost three one. Yeah, of course. But they played the strongest team. I thought they'd change that. Which I found quite bizarre. You know, but the reason they seemingly done that was because they don't play in a holiday. The, the two clubs are not allowed to play on the holiday. And I can understand that because we were in Bournemouth. That's why Bournemouth last night, because it happened one May Monday and Leeds were playing against Bournemouth and they smashed the place up. Mm, <laughs> and that's why they Didn't never they? ever play in a yeah. bank holiday. Um, oh. and, and that was why it happened. So there's different reasons why, because I found it strange that Leipzig were, were playing on Monday evening with such a big game coming. Because let me tell you, the atmosphere uh, uh, Ibrox, they better oh. be ready for that. You know, and if you're tired... It's not the easiest place in the world to go, you know, a club like that who've maybe not played in that. You're impressed. I can see that. I can hear it here on the Go Radio Football Show. You're impressed with the way that Rangers are playing, getting stronger as the season goes on. They, they had a bit of a blip. We know they did. And European football maybe wasn't helping them in the earlier rounds when they dropped some points, too many draws. What do you think is going to happen with Rangers tomorrow night? Are they going to Seville? I think they can. Yeah, I do. I genuinely do. Yeah. I, I don't, it depends the team. You know, it depends how the team how it's yeah. going to be because sometimes... If you're missing that link, man, and a Sakala, people say Sakala was excellent the weekend. For five minutes he was. Yeah. He was outstanding. But the biggest thing he was outstanding, he was running, mm-hmm. facing the goal. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's back to goal. And we spoke about that last week. Yeah. As long as he's running, facing towards the goal, he's a problem because he's he facing. We've yeah. seen it. Mm-hmm. You know? So all of a sudden, it was a completely different game for him. Sometimes that's not the case. If the Germans are cute enough and tactically aware, they maybe sit a little bit deeper. Or they've got somebody as quick, which they have. You know, they've got people that's as quick, they've got people that's as strong, so maybe not become as forceful. So, But I've been really impressed with the manager. As I said to you, they went to Braga, a lot of criticism they got, and I thought the performance was really good. And then they come back and won the semi-final, if I'm correct, if that was the same week. They come back, and I think their performances, when I've watched them, and most of the games have been on live, obviously, because yeah. I can't go to the stadium, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no. But as I, <laughs> but as I say, I think their performances have been excellent and they've been galvanised. And I think the manager's got to take a lot of credit for that. Yeah. You know, because it had been easy. He was getting criticism at times and he stood by it and his tactics was, had been excellent and he's been able to change the team round about playing his three, drop Lundgren, Lundgren, uh, whatever you call him, in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, John Lundstrom, sorry. Lundstrom. Yep. Drop him in. And he's done exceptionally well for him, you know. So I think they've got a chance. Rangers fans, what do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, the goal radio football show. With Macklin Motors, we're on five until seven. Mark, it's, uh, we've got other big games tonight as well. Queen's Park in action against Peter's old team, Dunfermline. Yeah. Peter's boy playing, of course, for Queen's Park as well. So we'll maybe ask you about that later on, but you might have to sit on the fence on that one. What are you thinking? Let's hear a wee bit more. We're going to hear from James Tavernier, the Rangers captain. He's on form, Mark. Would you agree? In recent weeks, Tavernier? Tavernier yeah, he's, he's looked to park. Um, I thought he played well. On, on Sunday I thought he played very well in the Scottish Cup semi-final and obviously popped up with uh, with a goal against uh, Braga um, as well so yeah he's missed a consistent um, and he is a very good captain He's speaking about the atmosphere tomorrow night um, I hope our atmosphere can affect him and he's seen the, obviously the Braga game we got an early goal and you know that really kicked us on so we obviously would like to replicate it get an early goal and you know, really really get after him but <clears throat> seen really good teams come to Ibrox and you know struggle sometimes so I hope that is the case um, tomorrow night and you know we we as a team we can we just got to make it as hard as possible and and try and do everything possible to 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 get the result and and obviously limit their chances because we obviously know they're going to be a threat um but yeah we just got to try and do everything possible 
50,000 tomorrow night. There'll be some German supporters over as well, Mark. They'll be arriving in town today, I would imagine. There'll be, what, a couple of thousand probably yeah. coming over. They normally travel in big numbers, don't they, the German fans? Yeah. Um, there'll be a minute's silence at the beginning for uh, Jimmy Bell, who died the other night. It's been a huge outpouring from Rangers fans, former Rangers players as well. And uh, GVB was speaking about their kit man, the late Jimmy Bell, today. Yesterday wasn't uh, about uh, keeping the spirits high. You know, we were all very shocked about uh, the news that uh, Jimmy passed away. It was a hard day for all of us. Of course, the the atmosphere was very, very down, still in shock. We talked about him. We we shared stories about stories we had with with Jimmy, the, our personal stories. You know, today we look uh, we look ahead um, to Leipzig tomorrow. It was a really big game already, but uh, we are very determined to uh, to go out tomorrow and give everything we can to make everyone proud, and especially tomorrow, make Jimmy proud. Yeah, today we are we are back, and uh, we're gonna try to uh, prepare as, as as good as possible for tomorrow. And we'll be on tomorrow night with two men who knew him really well. Barry Ferguson, he's captain. I see he called his dog after after Fergie. He had a dog called after uh, Barry Ferguson. Uh, and Craig Moore will be on tomorrow night. We're on from seven tomorrow. So this time tomorrow night there'll be music and then it will be the programme itself. What about uh, RB Leipzig? We know, look at the budget, the difference, Mark, mm. uh, between... Rangers budget the cost of that team and the cost of assembling the Germans yeah as you know they've obviously you know they've got riches there you know but in some cases as well Paul it's relevant to to the opposition I mean a lot of the clubs in the Bundesliga have got far bigger budgets than what we've got here you look at the, the budget that Rangers have got compared to, to Motherwell and St Johnston and, and Dundee um, and all the rest but yeah certainly the, they'll be looking for European success uh, Leipzig they've been in the, the Champions League they know their way about they produce players um, too. They've got a really good setup. Uh, they've got a fantastic training base. Uh, the way the club do things, they're, they're, they're properly, they run well uh, behind the scenes. And tomorrow night is, is massive for them. They stand in the way of a Scottish team of Rangers being uh, in a European final. But Rangers have put themselves in a really good position. You know, a one-nil defeat. I think was an excellent result for Rangers. They held out for eighty-six minutes in Germany mm-hmm. last Thursday night. The onus will be on Rangers in front of 50,000 of their own fans to take the game to Leipzig. And that's where, Leipzig, where Rangers will need to be fully concentrated. The two centre-halves, the goalkeeper and the two holding midfielders. Because if Rangers are flooding forward with their full-backs, as they do, then they'll need a lot of protection in there because Leipzig will look to hit them and pick them off in the counter-attack. And what Rangers don't want to do tomorrow night, Paul, is lose the first goal. That could absolutely deflate everybody inside the stadium. So it's important that they keep focused. The fans stay with them. The Leipzig fans were there for 86 minutes. It might take a late goal. doesn't matter when you score as long as you score. So it might be a night to be patient as well. Not even the players back. Just stay with them because it's a massive game. Massive game. They don't come around very often no. the European semi-final. So make the most of it. Stay with the team. Be together. Everybody tomorrow night. Peter, their fans were laid back almost, weren't they? Watching it last last Thursday night. Very different from a Scottish crowd. Absolutely. But the thing is, they're used to going to Dortmund. Bayern Munich sure. they're used to playing in all this Paul now these players and that's why they get bought with other clubs because they can play in the big atmospheres and the big arenas mm-hmm. you know the big thing is I think Mark's touched on it there is the fact is Rangers biggest problem is when they're in possession of the ball mm-hmm. because as soon as it turns over they have got that speed they have got that technical ability and they're used to playing that way you know that's the thing sometimes we have to change our game to suit you know and sometimes to the detriment as I say I played a lot of European games hardly won against even so called lesser teams away from home but Celtic Park always seemed to be slightly different, you know, predominantly won most of them, 
you know, and I don't know why. Don't ask me why uh, that reason was, but it did seem to happen. Why? Was I don't know. <laughs> I, I wish I could have knew because we could have taken it away from home as well. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been more successful. <laughs> but you're a manager. <laughs> you know, but it was, it was incredible. Yeah. You know, it worked for you against you, but in Europe, it was bizarre, actually. You know, as I say, lost to really ordinary sides, you would say, at that particular time. But back home, we very rarely lost. And it's just something special when people talked about Celtic Park European nights. And I'm sure that'll be the same for the Rangers boys at Ibrox. You know, they have to go there. Leipzig are a very good side, let's not be kidded. The big thing for me is you've got 90 minutes, not 45, you've got 90 minutes. If somebody said to you, you've got 90 minutes, you've got your one goal down, would you be giving yourself a chance? 100%. And, and Rangers have been playing with that confidence. They've had players all performing. And I think the biggest thing is they've got a lot of players performing at the same time. That's the big thing. You very rarely can get into these games with guys playing underperforming. And there's not many Rangers guys you could turn around and say, well, he's not playing well or he's not playing well. Most of the team, I know they've missed strikers at important parts, but other guys have come in and stood in. As I say, I'm a big Arfield fan, so they like to say... Are you? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Think, I think he's got a good football brain. He runs mm. in the box, gives you a goal threat. Even in the last game when he missed the two or three chances, mm. you know, later in the European game, you know, he got in the box and he got there and he's always done that. And I think even in the Celtic games, he's done that a few times. Joe Hart's had a fantastic save from him on Saturday yeah. and he does that really, really well. And that's why I think I would have him in the team because they're difficult players to mark. Somebody that runs to the middle of the pitch late and at the box is very, very difficult to match. And I think Arfield's as close to Ramsey as you're going to get in that position. And the midfielders union that you're supporting there. Peter Grant <laughs> is right behind Scott Arfield. I can see the headline. The sun in the record well, well, already. Sometimes if you're not good enough, yeah. Paul, you know, to, you know, you yeah. say to yourself, you maybe need that extra body in the middle of the pitch. Mm. But he gives you the extra body in the middle of the pitch with his experience and understanding, but also gives you the goal threat without the striker, which you don't have. That's why I think tactically it's going to be important for them tomorrow. And that's why it's difficult to pick what a result would be because it depends who you have available. But as I say, definitely Scott Arfield, I think, will have a big part to play in the game. He's in good form, isn't he? You can tell that one of his teams was promoted last night uh, with Bournemouth <laughs> coming up. So he's mentioned Liverpool playing against them. Mark, you'll need to up your game. He's, got, he's mentioned Bobby Samora. He's right? got it in his contract when, when he was there a decade ago. He's, he's still on the bonus. <laughs> yeah. He's still on the bonus. He's got it in his deal. What about you? Any big names? Have you been anywhere nice in the last 24 hours or whatever? Where were you? No, I, I was at it was, um, John Hartson's Foundation's uh, golf day. And then I'm delighted, Paul, yeah. for you. I'm delighted you're still joined us tonight. Yes. Big day for you as well. <laughs> Buying Maradona's jersey, but it was great that you'd been able to still come in and still do the gig tonight. Delighted. How was it for Big John, of course, for his charitable yeah, great, foundation? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Obviously, great support from everybody yeah. that, that, that turns up, you know, people playing in their, their golf, uh, his golf day, his foundation. He's been doing it 11 years mm. now and he's raised more than a million uh, quid. And, uh, wow. But as, as John says, it's, it's, you know, if people don't come along and, and, and don't um, buy tables and buy prizes, etc., etc. But yeah, it was a lovely day at uh, Tunbury. Everybody mm. treated John and all his former um, teammates uh, very well. He'll be back with us on Tuesday night. We'll be on with uh, John Hartson. Looking forward to that. But tonight we're with Peter Grant. A lot of people messages come in. Ross King listening. Really enjoyed it last week with you, Peter. Good. Ross was on in LA saying he's enjoying it. Um, I see. We Bor- should do the show out there, Paul. Exactly. Well, let's tell Ross to ask me out. Will you? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to go and do the show with him and sit next to him. You and Lorraine could be out there by the pool. I'm just looking at executive producer James. She would be there. I think it may be a one-way ticket in our case. Lorraine loves him, so that's is that right? Oh, oh Lorraine and Lorraine. Oh, right. oh, that's let's sort it. No, he gets up early and uh, listens in from there. Quite a lot of feedback for it. Thank you for making the switch. We're on every night from five till seven. Apart from tomorrow night when we're on from seven <laughs> until late with Rangers. I think I wonder this could go to extra time. But our Rangers on the way to Seville. We'll also talk about the champions elect. Is that what we can call them? I think. Talk about Celtic next. 
The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, 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 go. Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel, Paul Cooney Peter Grant, Mark Guidi, he's just back from Turnbury. Peter is back from watching Bournemouth win last night. So, Davy Province said it, Ryan Christie, you know, he opted not to, to leave Celtic to go to Bournemouth. Crowds of 12,000. I know it's close to your heart, but they're back back in the big time. Um, what about your old club Celtic then? Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. One, one at the weekend. Seems a while ago now, Mark, doesn't it? Since the, oh, yeah, the game. Yeah. So it's, yep. One, one. Here, yep. yep. Let's hear from uh, the manager afterwards. Is he a bit frustrated that uh, they didn't quite go over the line on Sunday? No, I mean, it's not a frustration. I mean, it's just the way the game went. Um, ultimately, uh, I said when we had the ascendancy, we didn't take our chances, and um, that, that keeps the opposition in there. And like I said at the end, they had nothing to lose. You know, they, it's a game they needed to win, so we kind of knew they'd throw everything at us. And showed again great resilience. Uh, you know, we didn't get beaten, which was the most important thing. Still six points ahead, effectively seven when you take the 19 goals difference. Uh, what about the title? Yeah, three games to go. Yeah, we're in a good spot. Move on to the next game and uh, put on a strong performance and uh, hopefully uh, get us uh, a little bit closer. Mark, unusual, isn't it? Yeah, for sorry, Paul, just I missed for, that there. For Celtic, just the way that it's um, the momentum because they're not yeah, playing midweek. Uh, yeah. Yep. Look, they're going to be champions. As soon as Celtic won at Ibrox, two-one. Uh, Four weeks ago, whenever it was, that was it. The league was was won, and it was just a ma- it was matter of when Celtic go over the line, not if. Um, you know, it might happen this weekend. They might need to wait till a week tonight. But Celtic will be the champions, deservedly so. They've had a fantastic season. They won turmoil this time last year. The manager has come in, stamped his authority, got off to a bad start. But I think the key for Ange Postecoglou, Paul, when we reflect on it now, is that I think the way he handled himself. And conducted himself from from day one. He was very impressive, and I and, and I said that at the time. Never heard of the guy. Obviously, you look into him. See, he's got a bit of a a decent CV. When he said an outstanding CV, but he's got a decent CV. Never worked in Europe, but he, he, he was clever. And Craig Moore mapped a card about how mm-hmm. meticulous he was, how hard working he was. His recruitment was brilliant, and he said all the right things. And I said, look, I don't know if this guy is going to be a good coach, if he's going to be a winner for Celtic, but he sounds like a good person. He speaks well. And I like him. And that's what happened because Celtic lost their opening game at Hearts. Mm. They get knocked out by Meteorland in, in Europe. So it wasn't a great start. Then they get Kyogo. Then they get Jota. Yep. Then they get Carter Vickers. Mm. Then they get Joe Hart. So he put all that in place and then he caught Rangers. And he recovered from losing the first old firm game at Ibrox and slowly ate away at their lead, stayed patient and they've got the rewards. They're out of Europe and I think Celtic, I don't, Peter will know better than and us, but it's maybe like, you know, because they've not a European football, Rangers know their routine. Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, boom, boom, boom. They'll know it. Whereas we sell it, maybe Angie's thinking, do I give them a couple of days off? What, what do I do to them? Do, do we go away? Do I have them in every day? You know, what do we do? It's, mm. it's almost like, how do you keep them occupied? Oh, absolutely. For, because for seven days, you know, exactly, between games. you're trying to make sure that they're not switching off. If you give them a day off, and think, oh, well, that's us. We think we've won it. And I can think there's a wee bit of a giveaway in there with Angie when he said, you know, on there he said, they they go for it. He knows they've won it. And he's heart of hearts, he knows, not want to say it. And they deservedly, because of where they've came from. But I go back to what you said about him. I'd obviously heard the Ange, and obviously because you follow football sure. and you know all that sort of stuff. I don't think anything still prepares you becoming Celtic or Rangers manager, mm-hmm. no matter what you've been through. I mean, as I said to you before, on the show, Paul, about been down in England, Apart from Manchester United, I don't think there's any other team under the scrutiny. Teams under the scrutiny is Celtic and Rangers, and especially the size of Glasgow or Scotland, whatever you want to say. 
you know, the pressure that comes with that. You know, you can't do nothing. Other guys can get away from it. Up here, you can't because it's 24-7. People's, that's their, that's their life, you know. And to deal with that, as well as managing a, a fantastic football club, is very, very difficult to do. And only certain characters can do that. And you're close to Eddie Howe, so I don't know what I can ask you. I haven't asked you off here. Um, he, would he have been aware of what the cauldron would have been like? Because this time last year, we thought that Eddie Howe, we were on Howe Watch here. We were, we were watching the M74, the airports and everything. We, 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 we granted Marvin Bartley. Exactly. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got wrong. Yeah, we had you in there. Oh, right, okay. Did he become aware of it about what it would be like, and for his family, and just the intensity no, of the job? Eddie's very much a football man, and I think he's proven it by going to Newcastle. Right? What a, a job! Team that was on yeah. their knees, and that's no disrespect to Steve because it was very difficult for Steve, you know, um, the circumstances was there but Eddie's went in and galvanised him and he's a very very astute worker you know he knows his stuff he was a captain uh, Bournemouth when I was the assistant manager there Eddie was a young man and he's and he's been coaching really since he's been young in the respect because he finished his career with a knee injury after he got a good move you know and it was difficult times for him but he was a really astute uh, learner wanted to know everything about the coaching wanted to know everything you were talking about football and he'd have been very good for Celtic in the respect of that but as I say the manager came in and just came in and done exceptionally well a lot better than probably anybody expected and you know you're talking about all the points from last year mm. but not only just the points the bruises you have from last year you know it was yeah. such a big year people forget you've got to recover for them as well and there was a few of the players there and that's why you've got to tip your hat to Alexi Callum McGregor who was taking yeah. over from likes of Scott Brown a big captain big personality you're losing that as well and to come in and captain them I think a massive signing as I've said many times in here is Joe Hart because I think you need that in the dressing room I think, it, yeah, again, he proves it was a big save and I spoke about that last week. There's always a time in a game they're called upon and they do that, you know, and that's what McGregor had done with Rangers in the European games. He's like a vice-captain, isn't he? Absolutely, but Deputy. I can guarantee yeah. he's been over the line before, you know, with big, big players. Mm -hmm. He's had 75 caps for England. <laughs> yeah. And I think people tend to forget that. So you're not talking about Cyprus or something. That's no disrespect to Cyprus. Yeah. You're talking about England, European Championships, World Cups, playing with big players, big personalities, you know. And I think he's got that focus and you can see that when anything happens he's taking his players away from it to get out of trouble because he knows how important it is to keep all the players on the football pitch. He wants, if it's a corner and some of his centre-halves go down, he knows that they can't go off the pitch for treatment, don't bring treatment mm -hmm. on, you know, keep them on the pitch because it's a set play we've got to defend. Mm -hmm. Young goalkeepers that maybe don't realise that and let the guy go off and whatever and you've lost a main header. So these things are very, very important. Let's take a call now from Limassol. It's just coming in from... <laughs> <laughs> it's the tourist board. It's the lawyers acting for I'm not going near my hands, that's for uh, sure. Mark, a couple of questions. You're a former yeah. president. We're standing up saluting <laughs> of the Scottish Football Writers Association. Yeah. I have to say, I'm a wee bit surprised that he's a terrific goalkeeper. Yeah. Right? Craig Gordon. I was yeah. there in 2015 when he was the player of the year for the second time. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm a bit surprised, given that Celtic are going to be the champions, given that Rangers have gone so far in Europe, yeah. you know, in the cup final, that it is Craig Gordon. And that's not taken away from the big keeper. Yeah. He's been fantastic. But um, what do you think of it not being Callum McGregor, who was the uh, PFA? Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to think who else as well who might Cameron, be taken. Callum Cameron Vickers, Cam yeah. James but, Tavernier. Yeah, listen, sure. there, there's a few, you know, Charles Egan Cook. Yeah, but it's a democracy. There's more than a hundred votes in football. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not involved in, uh, behind the scenes anymore, um, Paul. But listen, sure? it's, more, it's more than a hundred, um, more than a hundred votes. Yeah, I was surprised. I was yeah. surprised that that's no disrespect yep. to Craig Gordon. But for me, Callum McGregor's been head and shoulders, and uh, I think by, by by his own standards, as Peter said, you know the bruises. You know he, he, he took it to heart last season. What happened? Not making ten in a row, even though he wasn't mm -hmm. the captain. Swap Brown. You think back. 
his form had dipped, but he but played something like 70 games a season. Mm. Now you think in this in the summer of last season, he wasn't a certain starter for Scotland and previous years before that he was because his form had dipped and, and he would admit that um, himself. He stayed loyal to Celtic. Brendan Rodgers, desperate to sign him mm-hmm. for Leicester City. Was he? Definitely. Absolutely yeah. desperate to sign him and would have paid a lot of money for him. But Brendan was told that Celtic had sold Kieran Tierney that summer to Arsenal and there was no way they could sell Callum McGregor as well. You couldn't lose two of your golden boys, if you like, um, in the same summer. So Callum McGregor had to be patient, signed a contract extension. He's now the captain and he's been a wonderful leader. And I think Joe Hart, he doesn't look for headlines, he doesn't look for praise, but Joe Hart does play a big, big role behind the scenes. He's considered yeah, the fewest big, goals. Big role. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's been great. He's, mm. what I said, you compare it to the goalkeeping situation at Celtic Park um, last season. Yeah. It's night and day, and that's been massive. Goalkeepers are worth their weight in gold. They're worth 10, 12, 14 points a season. Um, as Craig Gordon was when he played for Celtic, mm. as he's been for Hearts, as Alan McGregor's been for many years um, at Rangers. But for me, Callum McGregor was a clear player of the year. Peter, give a view on it. I thought Craig's been outstanding, but sometimes I look at it both ways because I say, did he have more to do than Joe Hart had, for instance, as a goalkeeper? You know, but he said some wonderful saves and big moments as Joe Hart has. I said, certainly I want to win four or five, nothing. But the save he said at nil-nil has been so important. People tend to forget that. Craig's done exceptional, as Hearts have done this year. You know, but usually people say you always pick the one that's the winning horse and then everything else everybody's picked the winning team and the winning team's going to be Celtic the managers get manager of the year Callum's player of the year you know and usually it's the winners they select but I, I, listen I understand I understand why Craig's got it because he said some outstanding saves but I think at the end of the day when you're becoming the captain of Celtic producing the performances as Matt said lifting after the disappointment because these guys that were going for 10 in a row That'd have been history made. Again, you know, the, the team at 110 in a row. So that'd have been history. So there was a lot of bruises there for him. And he came back and performed the way he has. And a completely new team and a new way of playing. And probably a slightly different position for him, you know, as well. So there's been a lot of things coming on. And that's why I think playing with that pressure of a Celtic and a Rangers, where you have to win. Third's no Celtic and Rangers. That's If you're second, you're a loser. You know, Craig's finished third. End of the day, that's for me. That's why the, the champions guys should always be the ones that's at the top of the tree. We are a little bit surprised as well with the PFA awards that there was no no ranger in contention. I don't think was there. I don't think there was anyone there. Um, it was a Celtic clean sweep. Obviously, the football writers. It's Craig Gordon. He's a brilliant goalkeeper. He's been great for Scotland as well. Yeah. But it's just that there's a tactical voting going on. Do you think in that? You know, it's not he didn't have the save that David Marshall had the year before. It couldn't be. Yeah. But I just um I think oh. people are surprised. A few people in the socials. That was Danny yeah. on asking. He's a Celtic fan saying, I don't understand. And he actually mentioned James Tavernier as well. Yeah, Tavernier's been been I think particularly in the second half of the season has yeah. been the occasional you know, Rangers were were a bit ropey um the first half of the season in terms of consistency under Stephen Gerrard. You could you could start to see it as if they kind of peaked under Stephen Gerrard and then it's come back again a bit with Giovanni. That said, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst lost a six-point lead at the top of the table when, when he took over from Stephen Gerrard. Uh, but the bottom line is, Paul, whether you think it's Craig Gordon or Callum McGregor or James Tavernier or Cameron Carter-Vickers or whether you think it's somebody for Dundee or Motherwell, it's no factual, it's an opinion. Yeah, sure. And that, that's, you know, it's not a science about who is the player of the year. It's about who gathers in most votes and that's it, you go with it. And if it's Craig Gordon, I'll be there on Sunday night and I'll congratulate him first and foremost. He's a first-class fella. You look at what he's recovered from. You know, he was ready to hang up the gloves six or seven years ago. Mm. He decided to have one more crack at it and look what happened to him. He's been brilliant. He's been, outstanding. He's been outstanding. Yeah. But listen, people forget, young boy Bassey, he's yeah. done exceptionally yeah. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
a lot of people don't mention him. I think he's been outstanding, even during, yeah. even during a different time. I don't say young player and whatever. Mm. I think his player, because he's came and handled the pressure exceptionally well. I, I, to be fair, every time I see him, I'm impressed with him. He's strong, he's quick, he's your modern day defender, mm. he's mobile, you know, and I think he's. I thought he'd done a really good job in Rogic in the, the cup semi-final. Mm. I thought he was excellent. But I think he's, he's been one that's galvanised the team for being a young man, so I think he's done really, really well. Did you work with Craig Gordon? I'm just trying to think over the years. Did you just miss no, him, probably, when Scotland, he came? In Scotland, I think he was, Craig had missed out that's there right. that particular yeah, you, time. You just missed him. You missed him at Celtic that's as well, right. yeah, but because he came oh, later. Top, top quality. I've, I've also played against him as Aloha manager. Craig was in goals for Hearts, you know, yeah. so he was outstanding even in the Championship because Robbie was getting a lot of criticism, yeah, as you remember right. then. Yeah. And Craig, to be fair, was outstanding even in the Championship. He's a top, top... I try to sign him. And I asked for Stevie Woods about him. Yeah. And Stevie yeah. Woods said to me that he'd a bit of problem with his knee, but he didn't tell me that he was going to Celtic at that particular uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and was you was at Peter? Norwich, I think it Norwich, was. Yeah. I think it was Norwich. Uh, I was a manager at Norwich. Or, or Fulham. I was at Fulham, Fulham. actually. Yeah. I remember Chelsea wanted him as well. Not that yeah. long ago. I remember. Yeah, back up. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's he a fantastic keeper. Yeah. I know yeah, uh, <laughs> you'll take me over to him on uh, Sunday night. <laughs> no, he's, he's absolutely brilliant. And what an example to young people coming into the game. He's phenomenal. Brings me to the next topic. Celtic have a new uh, recruitment head, Mark Lowell, son of the former CEO, Peter Lowell. So he's been part of the Man City group and he's come to the club um, Mark, people are asking, Kieran's been on saying, what do you think of the role of head of recruitment, given that this time last year, everything seemed to be a shambles and people were saying there's no head of recruitment, there's no manager, there's no this, that. And yet Ange Postacoglu seems to have run the football department. What do you think of a, a new appointment from Celtic, Mark Lowell? Yeah, well, it's, it's an interesting one, obviously, with the, with the, the family connection, the family background. Ange has worked with them before there was a hell of an endorsement on the on the Celtic uh, yep. site uh, for him, so like you've got to wish him the the best of luck. Um, but but it's a tough one because the recruitment's been so good. The onus is now on on, on map to deliver uh, players, and 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 if anything, you know, doesn't he work out, then he's going to be held accountable for it. So it's a massive job he, he's taken on, and um, you know, I hope it works out for him. Because uh, Ange did well, you know. You mentioned players earlier on, Mark, and then you think of earlier in January, Hatati coming in, Maeda, Idiguchi. We've not seen so much of him, but his choices, given what happened the year before with you know uh, the goalkeeper, with so many players, it just didn't work out. You can spend lots of money, but there's no guarantee of success. Yeah, and it's a different pool. Mark's going to be in, yep. um, because if you're talking about Manchester City's, you can get any player. Celtic's completely different and people forget that, you know, as I said to you, there's a lot of players down south get a hell of a lot of money. You know, the Ryan Christie you talk about probably on more money at Bournemouth than he will be at Celtic. Absolutely, 100%. And that tells you how difficult it is to recruit the right players and get the right players. For me, the bottom line is it's always the manager who should be building the team, you know, with the help of the recruitment. I think that's always important. You know, the manager should always have the final say. And I know people say about the modern day that the manager's there one minute, he's gone the next. But I think everybody knows what's expected at Celtic. So Celtic's different. You know, you're expected to win trophies, you're expected to play with a certain style. So no matter whatever manager takes over there, that type of player should be that football club anyway. You know, so that's what you've got to look for. Whether you can afford them, that's completely different. You know, but it's, it's interesting, you know, because Ange's been very much, it's been definitely his players that's come in because he's obviously seen these guys playing and he's made that very clear. You know, that he's seen these guys with the help of people around the world too. And, but Ange's seen them all himself, which is most important. Another headline there, I would say, Mark, Peter Grant saying it's easier to be head of recruitment at Man City and that kind of budget than at Celtic. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it is. Um, you know, you, you've, you've got, I think it was more recruitment of, of the 
the city group with other clubs like mm. so the, the, the kind of feeder clubs or whatever yeah. the, the, the proper uh, terminology yeah. is for them in Australia um, and in Japan but look the bottom line is when you're head of recruitment whether it's right or wrong you are judged on the signings and they've got to work you know and yes because if signings don't work who pays the price head of recruitment's very very rarely the manager gets sacked the manager does it yep. so look it's worked well under uh, Ange um, on his own with the assistance of the department but Ange strikes me as uh, the guy that you know he will have the final say and if he's not given the final say then there'll be a problem Go Radio Football Show we're back in a moment the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, 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 go. This time tomorrow night on Glasgow's own Go Radio with Macklin Motors We'll be getting ready for the show 7 o'clock till late tomorrow night There'll be 50,000 at Ibrox Rangers up against RB Leipzig We were on last Thursday night Rangers were, what, to the 85th minute It was nil-nil, it was looking good and they lost that one goal to Angelino. They'll carry a threat, that's the Germans, but they'll be in town and Rangers, who I think be in good form after a draw against Celtic at the weekend. Most people fit. They're waiting to find out about Kmar Roof. It sounds as though from the manager he's going to give him until tomorrow. And Peter Grant, for those just tuning in, you think it sounds as though he's going to be fit. I know we don't know for sure. I think the way he's talking, he's hoping that is going to be fit. He's going to take the chance on him. That's what it seems to me, because a striker... It is a position where you can't really cover. You know, you have to have a goal scorer threat. You have to have a goal scoring threat. And they don't really have that. If Morellas is out, obviously, you know, they don't have that. They've got it from midfield, I believe, but they don't have it in the strike force. And that's why I think he'll give them an opportunity to be available for the game. Whether he starts, maybe that's the question. Special night, full house. The fans can play a part. We all have the same uh, same goal. is to, to reach the final. You know, my players, my staff, we all... Do the best we can to uh, be uh, prepared for tomorrow, which we we're gonna do. I think the fans will are always uh, important for us at home, and they're uh, they are a big factor in the atmosphere. But tomorrow will be uh, will be the same, and uh, you know, on Thursday night we we need to uh, to overcome this opponent, and uh, will be uh, will be emotional, but uh, you know, we'll be ready when the when the whistle goes. Ryan Kent, he's been a bit of a superstar for Rangers in Europe, hasn't he, Mark, over the last yeah. couple of years? Yeah, he, he's been good. You know, I think Dortmund away, you know, he was good. You know, Braga games, it does rise to big occasion. For me, he doesn't do it often enough. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I think um, Scottish Cup semi-final, he, he was bang on it. He'd spells on Sunday as well, he was bang on it. Um, but, you know, some people talk about him being a, a £20 million player, a £25 million player. He's got to show a greater level of consistency. And tomorrow night is the ideal time to go and do it. It's a great stage for him to go and help Rangers get to a Europa League final. So if Rangers are going to be successful tomorrow night, and I don't see any reason why they can't be, um, but they'd need guys like Ryan Kent, middle to front, to really turn it on, terrorise the likes of defenders, be in the front foot, be brave, pick the right pass, have a pop at goal, and if Kemar Roos playing, he can link up better with him. They've got a good relationship um, together. Sakala can do it as well, but um, it's not quite the same. And that's why Kemar Roof is so important. But listen to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's comments. I think he's going to give him right up until six o'clock tomorrow night until he names the team. I think he'll have a, a, a loosener tomorrow to see how he feels. And um, Because if he was out, he'd have said he was out. And I don't think yeah. there's Kidology in there to keep likes of guessing. I don't think it's anything like that. I think he is giving the player right up until last minute. So right now, 
I would. I expect Kemar Roof to start the game tomorrow night. I think he's going to go for it. What about Ryan Kent, Peter Grant? What do you think of the Rangers player? Well, I think in Dortmund, was the best I've seen him. And all the time he's been at Rangers, people have raved about him. And as I say, I've not seen a lot of him, obviously. But I think the game in Dortmund, he was excellent, both in and out of possession, which is vital in that position, especially the way Leipzig liked to attack you down the sides of the pitch. He has to do his workload back, and I thought he was excellent. And you've got to put that in his mind, because I'm sure his performance in Germany, a lot of people in Germany sat up and noticed him. You know, I think that's very important. And that's what these boys do, and that's what the clubs are doing there. Players want to perform on the big occasions he'd done that in Dortmund and if he goes and does that against Leipzig people in Germany will start talking about him you know as that type of player and that, that's what you want to be as a footballer let me go and play on a big occasion let me go and perform on the big occasion and I think that game was the best 90 minutes that I'd seen of him or the, the best performance I'd seen him in and out of position and he's more than capable of that but as, as I say I think the big players have to stand up on these occasions and Rangers have proven that in the last few weeks I think but yet again We've got to tip our hat to the manager. I think he's handled the exceptionally well. And I think they've got to trust him. Because I think there was a few occasions, like when he tamed Morellas off against Aberdeen and put Roof on and Roof scored the goal. And I think all of a sudden, because he started getting a few results and a, good, a few good performances, the fans have started to take to Gio in the respect of that, trusted him more. And I think he's earned that trust. So I would go with the trust that the manager's got to make. If he starts Roof, it's, he knows he's ready. If he doesn't start him, they've got to understand that they have to adjust the team likewise and they have to be patient with that. On media duty today was the manager and also the captain, James Tavernier. Um, I think that'll be maybe a little bit of nerves, but you know we're playing at home in front of our 50,000 fans. Um, it's another good team that's going to get put in front of us, another team of 11 players. So I think, you know, the boys will, will soak it up and we know the fans will be right behind us and, you know, that's that's what we'll want and that's what we'll need and, you know, all, all we can do is give it our best and give it our all and leave everything on that pitch and have no regrets. And, you know, if we do that, then we've got every fighting chance to to get ourselves into into a final. Wasn't giving away much at the beginning. They were saying we're up against 11 men. So that's, <laughs> it's not a headline. Um, what about the referee? It's the Portuguese card-crazy referee, apparently. Uh, they always are, aren't they? Astor Suarez Diaz. Mark, give us the, the lowdown. No, but he is card-crazy, apparently. He's booked 18 players and shown a red card already um, this season. So... Yeah. Red cards yeah. can be... It's not difficult to get a red card um, these days. So, mm. But you, look, you want to keep um, 11 men on the pitch. Braga had a man sent off, ended up with two mm. uh, sent off. So, you know, discipline is so um, important. And, um, you know, the, the Portuguese referee may well be card happy. So, you know, you've just got to be aware of it, be cute, and make sure you don't get yourself into the ball. Because if, if you're down to 10 men, you have no chance. Rangers need to keep 11 mm. men on the pitch. And I'm sure they will. I don't think there's any disciplinary problems with Rangers. No. Peter, I know you study all your football. They have lost, this is uh, talking about Leipzig, two Bundesliga games in a row, which is unusual for them. Yeah, as, in the, as I say, when Rangers have had a bit of form, Leipzig yep. seem, to be, seem to be going the other way. Now they're struggling to qualify for the Champions League, you know, and all this sort of stuff. So we know that. But I think the point you're talking about the referee, that's vital. Vital. Because tackles back here are not the same as they are in Portugal. That's why... I think even in Europe they prefer British referees refereeing their games because they get away with a little bit more. We don't like the foreign referees because in the respect of that because our foot off the ground means it's obviously somebody's getting sent off. You know, and Rangers have to compete. That's part of our game. 
you have to compete in every single game you have to go out there and fight and scratch to win and hopefully your football is going to take over but you have to compete and there is a fine line and I see some decisions getting made nowadays that God almighty the boy's just going in and winning the ball and he's nearly getting a red card but it's so important because I'm, I'm no doubt the, the players will be fired up we want to win the ball back quickly but your timing's got to be spot on they've got to be more interceptors and tacklers tomorrow night because that is going to be massive that you keep everyone on the pitch as we've seen in the Braga game when Rangers were under a little bit of pressure you know even with the 10 you know they were under a little bit of pressure there were a couple of opportunities but then when the second guy game went all of a sudden everything opened up you know Arfield had a couple of chances some, some other guys had some other chances you know and that is the fine line and that can be so so important tomorrow evening Glenn Kamara coming back in you think tomorrow Mark um, uh, I think that the two holders uh, if they're fit and available I think it'll be Ryan Jack and John Lundstrom right. uh, although obviously there's the option of moving Lundstrom back into centre defence which he's, he likes to do um, in Europe so he wouldn't rule that out I wouldn't be surprised he looks at Steve Davis he was so good again yeah. mm-hmm. when he played he's got that experience uh, he's not a glory hunter he's disciplined he's tactical knowledge you tell him to do a job Giovanni and his coaching staff uh and he'll do it. He'll carry it out to the letter. So I wouldn't, you know, if he's tempted to put Lundstrom back tomorrow night with Conor Goldson, then for me it, it would be Jack um, and Davis together. I think at the moment Kamara is is bottom of the holding midfielders list. There's another one I got wrong. Peter, what do <laughs> <laughs> they got that right? James, Peter, what do you think? Stephen Davis, is he going to? I think he's been exceptional, and I think he keeps the ball. And it's important, as we've spoken about many times in Europe. You know, you keep the ball. It's so important. You know, you even seen Liverpool last night. They couldn't keep the ball the first half. Villarreal were all mm. over them and they kept kicking the ball out of play, turning it over, turning it over. All of a sudden, they bring Diaz on. And I know he's a wide player, but he kept the ball. He turned them up the pitch. He put people on the back foot. Henderson comes on, uses a little bit of experience. So you've got to use your experience exceptionally well. And Davis can do that. You know, and it's a massive game and Stephen's playing more than enough. And I think the good thing about people say people got older, He's got good legs round about him as well. And he's a fit lad, but he's got good legs round about. The rest of the team have got good legs mm. in them, you know what I mean, in the respect of that. So the fact Stephen going and playing in the game tomorrow, unless he's carrying an injury that I don't know about, you know, that, that can't sustain playing, you know, I don't think that's the case with him because every time he's been on the pitch, he's been able to produce performance, but holds that central area. And that's why I said to you, it's so important. Rangers in possession is massive because when it does turn over, if you get people in the right, uh, positions and Stephen Davis does that exceptionally well he doesn't get carried away with everybody running forward he keeps the balance of the side so maybe that's the sort of thing that Gio maybe look at take away the fact that his age he can still play uh, the captain there said we want no regrets tomorrow night leave nothing in the park did you ever come off a European game and you had regrets about it Barry talks about Manchester 2008 Barry Ferguson he, he, he does he doesn't like to think back on that game can you remember a match where you thought we yeah. should have we should have done better. Yeah, Atletico Madrid at home right. uh, behind closed doors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know, because yeah. we'd went to Madrid and we were mm. exceptional. We should have won the game over. We drew 1-1. One, one. We more scored if you had David Prov and Cross and we were exceptional over there. And Did they score with a penalty, Peter? Yeah, and right. we, we'd hit yeah. the bar. I think it was either Roy or Murdo hit the bar mm. and they went straight up for the bye kick and scored and they beat us 2-1 that night, uh, that day. And that's what I'm talking about, the crowd, how important it was. Mm. That was one of the, I don't know many games I lost at home, but it wasn't very many in Europe. And that was one of the reasons because obviously no supporters. You know, I think there was 50 people there allowed yeah. in at the game. That, and that must but, be so... But they got to the final. Yeah, They got mm. to the final. Rapid Vienna got to the final That's on right. both occasions. Mm. You know, So that was a big disappointment for me because I genuinely thought, like you say, David Proven, who was an excellent mm. player. You know, Murdo and Ollie and Paul, obviously Tommy. Mm. We'd really good players. And I felt in Europe, 
we could have done well because they were comfortable in possession of the ball, they were boys, you know, and we could score goals. Um, so that was probably my biggest regret was Atletico Madrid at home. And your message to the Rangers fans, that can come up here and Go Radio after the news. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyota. Toyota's too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. Depending how the, the training will go, I mean, uh, we all, you know, when they um, got injured, we all knew that um, they will work towards the game tomorrow. And uh, of course, you know, I'll I'll wait as long as possible, but uh, for me, the most important thing is that they are uh, physically able to uh, to play uh, a part in tomorrow's game. That's always the deciding factor for me. Distinctive sound there of the Rangers manager, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. 90 minutes, maybe 120 minutes away from a European final. May the 18th, 2022. Will we all be in Seville? Rangers could be there. Tough game tomorrow night against RB Leipzig and West Ham United, one of your former clubs, Peter Grant, here with Mark Guidi and Paul Cooney. They're playing against Eintracht Frankfurt. 2-1 down from the first leg. And that was a surprise, wasn't it, Peter? West Ham were expected to win. Would that be fair? No, uh, no not really. David's very much, he loves the German football and that as well. And I know he knows Frankfurt are a very good side. Yeah. If you watch any of the German football, you'll realise that. West Ham are a very good side. But I think that the timing of the first goal was massive for them. Yeah. You know, a massive blow because the fans were rocking as they usually are. Um, but they, they fought their way back mm. into it. But they're not out of it because, as they say, set plays are a big thing nowadays. And in football, David's got a big side. He's got midfielders who can score goals. We've spoken about Arfield and whatever. But David's got the same down there, you know. And I, I still think they're very much in with a shout. That game's not over, but it'll be very, very tough for them, you know what I mean? Because uh, they are a good side that they're playing against. David, of course, a great Glasgow boy. David Moyes, the manager of West Ham United. So much revolves in the football world around this great city, Mark, doesn't it? Yeah, look, I mean, hopefully, Paul, by, by 10 o'clock tomorrow night, we're looking at yep. a Rangers-West Ham final. I'd, I'd really be I'd be thrilled, for first of all, for both managers. And, and I like David Moyes. He's got so much time for him. Um, you know, deserves a, a break. You know, what was it? Nine years ago this summer, but nine years yes. now, he was, he was announced as Sir Alex's successor. Then he got a fair crack at whip at the Man United. Too many senior players uh, turned against him and, um, you know, working behind his back, which wasn't right. Um, but now look at the way he's bounced back in the past couple of years. And they got a terrific result in Leon mm. in the last round. As Peter said, set pieces. And looking at the, the, the starting lineup that, that uh, David chose on, uh, on Saturday, uh, sorry, on Sunday, um, rather. I think it reflected he's holding a few boys back like yeah. Suchik yeah. uh, one or two so he's holding them back for, for Thursday because it's massive it's like Rangers as well and for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst again Paul said it in this show many times as a person a lot of time for him I think first and foremost he's a first class human being and he knows he just seems to get it right in Europe that's why tomorrow night you couldn't rule Rangers out because all they have to do is win the game doesn't matter about how just win it and you win it by more than one goal you're through just win it by a goal you've at least got penalty kicks. Here's the captain speaking about uh, the late kit man, Jimmy Bell. It shocked people at Rangers um, 
69 years old. He was still there with them until very, very recently. Here's James Tavenier saying we want to do it tomorrow night for Jimmy. Yeah, I love Jimmy to bits. He was one of the first people that I came, came in to see when I first joined the club. I remember the first, first time I met him, I asked him for the number two and, you know, he'd give us some stick for me even asking him. You know, we've created a, such a special relationship over, like, over the years, so it's, it's, it's really hard to take. And obviously the boys that have even just came in this season, they've created special relationships with Jimmy. So he's a heart and soul of this place. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 we have to obviously focus on the game and, and try and put the best performance that he would, he would want us to do. And, and obviously try and reach a final where he would obviously want to go. And that's our aim. Really warm tribute there, isn't it, from uh, the Rangers captain about Jimmy Bell. And it is really nice to see it. It's really sad to hear, Peter. But it's more than just 11 players or a squad of 24 players or whatever. A football club is comprised of many different characters and many different jobs. Well, Jimmy is like most cat men at the football club. Everybody respects them. They have great fun with them. They're fantastic people. They hear everything that's going on yeah. because the players moan, they hear them, they get them. I was very, very fortunate as a player. I had Neil Malkin, God rest wow. him. And Neil he was unbelievable, fantastic man, really, really good man. But I, I knew his football as well. And I hear, I hear about Jimmy, that was the same with Jimmy. Jimmy had an opinion and whatever around about it. And when I went back as coach with Tony, it was the great John Clark. You know, so I've been very fortunate in that respect, you know, that some special, special men who knew about football, they're not just kept men. You know, that's people they use that name. I'm very, very aware of that. You know, when you just use them as that, they're much more than that. They're everything. You know, you'd some fantastic, fantastic laughs with them. They've seen all the disappointments. They know the right words to say at the right time. I think that's important, you know. And when you like, God rest him, you knew your time was up when you used to go and ask Neely for a pair of boots. You know, and he said, Don't you worry, son, you'll not need them. <laughs> You're right, though. They're confidants, they're counsellors, they're, they're everything. And, and by the way, you'll be all. Oh, I mean, like the people. Some people just say, oh, you, "You're just, a, you're just a kit man." Mm. You're only. It's so important mm. because I, I remember as a young uh, pro, and Peter would be the same at Celtic. I would say, "Man, you had the responsibility of packing the hampers for an away game." For the kit my man. God, yeah. see, even if you missed a tie-up or a shin guard or a spare set of studs, the first team in the Monday morning, you'd be running for cover. Really? It's so important. And yeah. nowadays, now the responsibility and they work ever so hard mm. it's not just turning up on a Saturday at 2 o'clock and hanging the strips mm. up on the page you know they're there you know Peter the responsibility that it goes with it's a proper full time job mm. the, the, the vans the kit so yeah you know for, for, for Jimmy Bell um, and I remember just one very quick so I, I sure. remember um, having to ask Walter Smith when his second time at, at Rangers at the phone I can't remember if it was some kind of chat I said Walter could you get a Rangers a, a signed top it was a Signed jersey yeah, for an individual player. Yeah. And Walter, he said, right, see me on Friday after mm -hmm. the, the presser. So I did, and Walter's walking at Murray Park, Halton Cowie, we're walking down the corner, and he's like, oh, I hate doing this. I hate this. He's Jimmy Ogaf, he's not. Walter did. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> God. Scared. And even Walter, you know, Walter's like, oh, see, we Jimmy. So, so we're getting closer and closer. Walter says, eh, and you could see Walter kind of sign. He's like, eh, Jimmy, he's like, don't even that. He says, no, please. He says, all right, Gaffer, yeah. since it's you, and it gets sorted out. But Jimmy, that's the way it should be. He, he ran it. He ran it and you've got to run your department and you've got to have the respect of the players and the management. Absolutely. And listen, that'll be an emotional time because Jimmy was there on Saturday, Sunday with them, you know, um, and it was such a big shock to everyone, you know, and we know how close we were to Neely and all that and I can only expect the Rangers boys were the same, mm. you know, so simple things that they'll miss, some simple things that everything's changed, you know, because there is a big change because everyone's done 
in a set way for years mm. and years mm. and years. Now all of a sudden, they'll be like, I don't know how to do that because it was always Jimmy mm. had done that. But for us, it was always nearly done that. And that was the way it works. And it'll be a sad loss for them. Um, as I say, it'll be a sad loss for his family, but it'll be an emotional <coughs> night for the Rangers boys. You can hear it from uh, yeah. James Tavenier. You can hear it from GVB. You look at all the papers today, there's so much in there and the tributes to the kit man. As you say, it's more than a kit man, isn't it? It's it? a football club. It's a bus driver for a number of years. Yeah, as well. it was indeed. He used to drive yeah. The bus. Yep. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, the mentality of the Rangers players tomorrow is going to be crucial. We, we, we still mourn, uh, we still down, but uh, I think the character of my players are are the best I've I've seen in in any teams I, I coached. I'm, I'm I'm sure that tomorrow the the character, the belief, the determination will be there. We will do everything to to reach the finals. I think we will we will be ready. Real bond there between the manager and the players is developing because it must be difficult, Peter. What's it like mid-season? You come in, Stephen Gerrard suddenly goes to England, goes to Villa, in comes GVB. Is that quite tough to take over from uh, another manager mid-season? I think the one thing that GVB seems that slightly different. You mm. know, I don't know. I'm just talking from afar. When you look at Stephen, you look maybe a wee bit aloof in the respect of that when you look at him. Is that because he's Stephen Gerrard? I don't know, I don't know, but I'm saying, yeah. well, look at hey, Van Bronckhorst, look at his career as well. That's no big do you know what I mean? But when you look at Gio, he seems that more warmer. And I don't mean that, I, I don't know Stephen in the respect of that, but I'm just saying when I look at it from afar, I can see that. And even in the difficult times, he sort of shields his players mm -hmm. because it'd be easy for him to criticise in some of the performances at times. And that's why I'm saying it's different being the manager of Celtic or Rangers is completely different because everybody else is wanting your head and everybody else is telling you what to do and you have to stand strong and he's done that exceptionally well and I think the players have appreciated that that's what I see that when Stephen came out maybe he was critical of his players in the group he sort of backed them and tried to help them through this difficult period and even though they lost the points they did especially to your main rivals you know it's not easy and I think he's done that exceptionally well and as I said that's me looking for a far so I think the, the two managers who have been doing that fight have been a credit to both clubs Mark because you'll remember earlier in the season Stephen Gerrard was asked about Ryan Kent and he said we well, have to ask him What's in his head? Do you remember that when he was sort yeah. of saying, "Ask him, Morellas, for example." You know, he backed him for a long time. He got a lot out of him, but there were periods where you know he didn't turn up in time for the new season, and that could have yeah. cost Rangers a place in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Morelos um, internally let himself down. His teammates over a period were very, very angry with him. Um, lack of discipline, poor timekeeping, etc., etc. And I think you know Stephen Gerrard defended him and defended him and defended him. And eventually, you know, he, he ran out of he ran out of chances, and I'm not saying it was a bad relationship between Steven Gerrard and Morelos and then. But what has happened with the likes of Roy McKay going one of um, um, Giovanni's assistants? He speaks Spanish. Mm -hmm. Giovanni speaks Spanish. They've put an arm round Morelos. Dave Voss, who's a very, very good coach, very highly rated in Holland, so they've got Morelos on sign because the bottom line is he's a match winner for them. He's a main number nine. He's a biggest asset. He could be the difference between between success and failure for him as a manager. Okay, he's not available now because he's injured, but they got guys on side. And as I've said before, the way he's conducted himself as a human being has been brilliant. But what a compliment he has just paid his team there. He said the best character in the group that I've ever worked with as a coach. You think of the successful final team that he had that he turned around to win the Dutch league for the first time in 18 years. So he's given his team a big, big compliment ahead of tomorrow night. And here he is talking about his team and also tomorrow night's German opponents. Well, I can only talk about my players and my team, but uh, of course we have seen uh, the last games they played also in the league, the result they wanted. So they're now in fifth place and 
Of course, uh, Champions League football is also important for uh, for Red Bull uh, Leipzig. They will do everything they can to uh, to win uh, the game tomorrow. I have a more better view on their players, their qualities, their strengths, um, their weaknesses. So. Uh, you know, we just have to prepare our game for a really tough game against a really good opponent. And, uh, you know, we, we, we both want to reach the final. But, uh, of course, you know, I'm the Rangers manager and I'm uh, doing everything we, I can and also my team to be in the final in Seville. I mean, that's a, another key point that, that Giovanni's just made there that, that we know about. He said, once he sees a team live, Paul, he's very good at picking up and things. You can get all your, your scouting reports and everything and your wise and whatever it is and you get guys to go and watch and the report back. But it's seeing him on his own eye. And if you think back, I think he said that himself about what he learned from playing against Celtic when they get destroyed 3-0 at Celtic Park in the first 45 minutes. He learned from that. The three games since, there's been nothing between the, the teams. Okay, Celtic have won one, Rangers have won one and the other one's been a draw. So he'll have picked up a lot of information that he'll put to use tomorrow night from the game last week and that's another thing that could help Rangers have an edge tomorrow night How highly, but the big yeah. thing on that you're talking about the first game I was so surprised because he'd been involved in Celtic Rangers games prior and he stayed off to the halfway line you know you have to go and fight fire with fire you have to go and start it's only again the, the supporters are not interested in how you play you've got to go and compete and that's what I'm saying about being competitive and being on the front foot and they come back to the halfway line and Celtic have got too many good players to pick you pick you off and that's exactly what they've done in that first half he has learned from it but I'm surprised he didn't know that prior to it you know and you'll probably look back and think that was the wrong selection but this is talking from afar but I'm only going with the subs he had on the, the pitch uh, sorry at the side of the pitch he had better players available young Diallo as you call him had come yep. on for his mm -hmm. first game you know and he was, at, he was spent 90 minutes at right back or the period of time he was on the pitch mm -hmm. for, uh, right back uh, first 45 so he's learned from that but he's had great experience but I think he's very very courteous in what he talks about the opposition you know, he knows they've got strengths and weaknesses. What he's trying to say there is, there's a big pressure on Red Bull because they need to get in the Champions League for finance. You know, that's how they sell Red Bull in the mm. respect of that, their name. And they need to be in that. So there's a big pressure on them as well. If they drop out that top four or five, their fifth now, if they drop out that top four in Germany, there is an extra pressure on them and that could work in Rangers' favour. Peter Grant, are you on the Red Bull tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I have wings, that's for sure. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> other drinks are available. <laughs> Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Mark Guidi, Peter Grant, Paul Cooney. We're going to take a few calls, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 and we're looking forward to Rangers tomorrow night. Remember, we're on air from 7. We've got Barry Ferguson Great here. Great lineup, Paul. Craig Moore. Looking Moore, forward. Barry Ferguson. Good as a night. It's Rob posted. Uh, we'll, we'll see if we can stretch the budget. I mean, there's only so many. Come on, you know, don't be greedy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's tomorrow night from Saturday. Massive night. Looking forward. I know you'll be massive watching night. on BT Sport yeah. with excellent commentary, but you'll be you'll be switching on the goal. I've got the goal boys out because yep. Barry and Craig. Brilliant. He came in with the Mars bars for us today. That's becoming a tradition now, Peter. Peter, you obviously look after yourselves as well. Somebody's asking. Uh, there, Gillian has been on just saying, "What? What do you do? A man in his fifties? How do you? How do you stay fit, Peter? You look to me as though a guy heads to the gym. Yeah, I've got a new cat as well, which I'm running after all the time. Oh, right. You know, because yeah. I've never had an animal before, uh -huh. <laughs> so it's like a new baby in the house, and I'm running after it like mad yeah. because it's a house cat. And that's keep me fit, and I try and keep myself fit. I've got to get out of the house because uh -huh. I'm not used to but, not been working, and so yeah. I've got to but, try and keep myself fit. But you do look—it's a big thing, isn't it? Health for men and women for everybody. Yeah. What's your routine? I still got up early and go to the gym, Paul. Mm -hmm. um, I was always 6.30 in the morning, 
even when I was at football because I used to get to the gym in the morning before training Charlie uh-huh. Nicholas came in at that time <laughs> exactly I used to pass him <laughs> allegedly <laughs> but no I used to do that because I wanted to do that and do some gym work prior right. to training and all that sort of stuff for many reasons because I knew I'd only have a certain period of time you know as a footballer and especially when I was at Celtic Football Club I wanted that to last forever so I didn't want to run away home I'd rather go in and do what I wanted to spend the time and the people apart from Peter the Pointer used to be the janitor because you were first in and last to leave but it's just because I loved it and you had to look after yourself and now I think it, especially the last few years has been massive for a lot of people you know keeping yourself fit and healthy and for mental health absolutely and that's massive for how everybody. does it help you mentally massively when I'm out of work because I hadn't been out of work for a long time and I, I, I struggle with that you know because I've been regimented throughout my life you know getting up as I say at that time in the morning preparing to go to training you know whether it's been as a player or as a coach or as a manager and then when the manager gets staying away from you or the coach is staying away from you, all of a sudden you're still going to the gym but you've got a hell of a lot of the day left. And I find that difficult. And I still find that difficult. You know, it doesn't matter. You can have all the team in China and you can have all the money in the world but you've still got to go up and do something and have something to look forward to. And trying to manage that is difficult. There's no getting away from that. Um, I'm doing okay at that at this moment in time but as I say, nothing beats the involvement you've been talking about football or playing football or being involved in a training ground. Nothing beats that and, Hopefully that's what I start to and continue to do. Hopefully I can get back into that. It's having a purpose in life, isn't it? One hundred percent. No matter what stage I was running, you know the radio stations, and then one day I wasn't. Yeah. And I remember going. You know, I'd been paid off to go. The people were very decent, and so, but I had no purpose. I had purpose in my family, but actually in business, because when you're running something like a football club or a radio group or whatever, you know, the phones are going, the twenty four seven emails, and then nothing so it's important to to look after yourself and Mark I know you do too it is for men and women listening to have that purpose Ah, you you need a focus in life we're all all grafters in whatever your line of work is we're all grafters we've got that work ethic and as as Peter said all the team China all the money in the world you still want to get up Mm. not necessarily to get up and make money to have something in your life to Mm. to look forward to and I'm doing the couch to 5k now Paul and I'm loving it and I hate I hate jogging, oh. I hate, I love playing football, I love playing six a side, but yeah. I hate, but my daughters have got me. And, and by the way, when you set yourself that goal yeah. three times a week, just mm. a small thing like that, but. Um, That's great. Aye, so you're doing it, couch to yeah. 5k, good luck. I love going into the gym first thing in the morning, you go in, it's either square sausage or bacon <laughs> roll. I'm never quite I sure. wish that. <laughs> <laughs> Football show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre, Peter Grant, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney, and loads of great chat tonight. Just some of the headlines. Uh, Kemar Roof will be giving will be given until tomorrow night. We reckon about six o'clock, two hours before kickoff. He'll be given until then. Will he play? What about Aaron Ramsey? Will he play? You're not as worried about that because it's not quite happened for the former Arsenal man for the Juventus start. I mean, what a talent. But will Kemar Roof play tomorrow night? What do you reckon? We run from seven tomorrow evening. Some of the other headlines. Player of the year for the football writers. It's the Hearts and Scotland goalkeeper Craig Gordon. First man ever to win three times. So it's amazing, Peter. Fantastic. Thoroughly deserved yep. in the respect of the career he's had, the performance he's had, not, not just this season. You know, even in the Championship, I was fortunate enough to play against him last year. He mm. was top drawing that last year. But as I say, somebody's looked after himself after a really bad injury at Sunderland, yep. you know, mm. so he's come back and he's been magnificent for Scotland also. You're a former Young Player of the Year. Did you no, win? I was no. not. Uh, my closest I got, I came second in 88 and a Young Player of the Year. John Collins won it for Hibs. Right. Which, yeah. um, Another great player. Done yep. really well. John sure. ended up coming. It was not long after it. Indeed. Um, yep. 
I think it was a year Paul got player of the year, if I'm right, it was the Paul 1980 double. Yeah. Indeed. A year you'll remember well. What about this year? Because it was a year I got married. Ah, indeed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget it. <laughs> um, Hopefully later. Yes. <laughs> Thank God she doesn't know what station I'm on. <laughs> steady, I'm sure she is. Making the switch. Isn't it amazing, Mark? It's been a long time since we've had a season where it's a good one for Celtic uh -huh. and a good one for Rangers. Celtic yeah. are going to do the double. Yeah, I think we've all agreed. I mean, the Rangers fans have been on as well. I've been saying the same thing. So, yep, yep they still have to get another few points. Six points ahead. Seven when you count the goals. Three games to go. Yeah. Celtic Hearts this weekend. So it's Callum McGregor up against the... So the Players Player of the Year up against the Football Writers Player of the Year, uh, Craig Gordon. And then the next day, it's uh, Dundee United Rangers Ibrox yep, yep. On, on Sunday but games yep. 3 o'clock yeah massive games uh, at the weekend and um, you're right Paul you know uh, at the moment Celtic are going to do a double a league cup and uh, the premiership title and for Rangers they stand in the verge of an excellent season but they've still got a bit of work to do yeah. the work's done for Celtic but Rangers have got the Scottish Cup final against Hearts which I think I, don't, I think it's going to be a cracker Peter yeah. the real Do you think, open yeah. game at Hearts oh mm. I think it's going to be a belter you know two really good teams Rangers, Rangers will obviously start the game as favourites and rightly so on the May 21st but Rangers have got the potential of the Europa League final on May 18th in Seville then the Scottish Cup final um, at uh, Hamden three days later so Rangers um, at the moment are 90 minutes away from getting to another final mm. a massive cup double win the European trophy would be Outstanding on your wildest dreams, let's be honest. Yeah, we don't expect we don't expect clubs uh, Scottish years clubs to do yeah, since Rangers did it. 72. Yeah. Yep. So um they're ninety minutes away from getting to, to mm -hmm. a final, whether it be West Ham or Eintracht Frankfurt. So Rangers are on the verge of having a very good season. Even if they don't win the Europa League Paul, I think to get to the semi final if it doesn't go to plan tomorrow night, as long as they win the Scottish Cup, I think that's an acceptable season considering they've changed their manager. The man Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has only had one transfer window. So I think that's an acceptable season. But they do need to win silverware. It's not going to be acceptable if they end this season trophyless. No. I mean, it worked for Celtic in 2003. When I say it worked, yeah. they didn't win anything. But people remember it with such great affection. Martin O'Neill had come in in, what, 2000? Winning the treble in 2001. But they won nothing. That wouldn't be acceptable for Rangers this year, would it, Peter? It's impossible to think of Rangers not winning a trophy. Absolutely, since they've worked so hard to get yeah. to both, you know, in the respect of that beating Celtic, obviously, and then obviously a chance tomorrow evening. But we know what it's like. We're talking about Celtic as if it's done and dusted, and I think it is done and dusted personally. You were asking the question last week, does it become a bad season for Celtic if they didn't win the league? <laughs> and after seeing the manager's manager of the year, you know, does it become a fantastic season for him after that? And he's done, I think he's done a brilliant job, a brilliant job. But it become catastrophic if they never won any of the if they didn't win the league. You know that's that's the fine lines. You know everything. The Rangers supporters that's on the line probably are maybe saying, "Ah, it's gone, it's done." Mm -hmm. But in the back of their mind, they're still hoping. You know, and the Celtic fans thinking, "Oh, it is done, we've won it." But they're still thinking, "Oh, panicking a wee bit." You know, and that's what it is. And it's a very very difficult weekend. Going to Tyne Castle is always hard. You know, that's always it's always competitive games there. You know, but as I say, I know the way the manager's going about his business and I think they've got the quality of players coming back now who can handle that pressure and I think they've proven that. Early kickoff, yeah. isn't it? The weekend, Celtic Hearts. Yeah, like, yep. live on live on, on Sky. Saturday. Yeah, yep. on, on, on Saturday, the chance, you know, just to take that step closer and, and just uh, get it over the line. And of course, it's all set up for trophy day and the final day of the season. I think Celtic at home to Motherwell, is it, Paul? Correct. On the final day, yep. Saturday the, the 14th um, mm. of... Uh, of May but 
we've talked about the fine lines between success and failure you just take two very recent ones for both clubs tell me if Cameron Carter-Vickers mm-hmm. doesn't hit the bar mm-hmm. Celtic go 2-0 up Celtic in the Scottish Cup final no Rangers sure. if Sakala doesn't hit the post Bang. and Sunday it's game on again two, one Rangers, but it's game yeah. on because Rangers, mm-hmm. Rangers so just show you the fine line and I think that's the beauty of of both teams just now there's absolutely I don't think there's anything between them Peter I don't know if you agree with that yeah I just think when I look at Celtic's bench I still say there's a difference on that when they, they bring the boys on mm-hmm. I, I genuinely do think that you know when they're all fit you know and they're, they're starting to get other boys like Jack and Marcus I thought even coming on at the weekend it gives you something different again Kyogo coming back you've got Turnbull now coming back you've got Rogget leaving him out a quality player and like him, you left him out on Saturday, um, Sunday, sorry, mm-hmm. to start the game. You know, so all these guys are available and it's not bad that the substitutes you're bringing on and I think that's where Celtic shaded at this moment in time out the two teams is the, the players that they have available. But then you can counter that by saying Rangers don't have Morelos, Roof, Ramsey. Yeah. The quality players <laughs> yeah. as, as, as well. I, I think, Mark, but I've always, I've always I've been a big supporter of Aaron Ramsey down in England, obviously, all the years when he was playing down there. And I've always been a big supporter of him, but I thought it was strange because... I know people say he wasn't playing for Juventus was he available and that's what I'm saying we don't know yeah. was he available mm-hmm. to play and not getting selected or was he not available because of slight injuries or whatever and that seems to have put him round about and mm-hmm. I keep saying that if players are not playing a lot of games no matter where they are whether it's through injury or not playing a lot of games it's very very difficult to come here and I think that sometimes we're negative about the Scottish game the Scottish mm-hmm. game is not easy to play on pace it's, exactly especially mm-hmm. when you're playing for Celtic or Rangers yeah. it's not easy the expectations there everybody expected Aaron Ramsey to come and score and you can see when he plays mm-hmm. he has an effect he scored a couple of goals he runs in the box he's brilliant at it. that's what I'm saying about Arfield can do that as well so that's probably why the loss has not been as much but I can see exactly why Gio brought him. And if he was half the Aaron Ramsey uh, kept for half the games that he's missed even since he's came here, if he had played half the game, it could be completely different mm-hmm. because he'd have scored in probably different games. Games that was draws, he could turn to victories because he has that eye for a goal and he's a very, very, very good player. Obviously. If you're Scott Arfield's agent, can you go in and say, Gaffer, I'll take half of uh, the money that Aaron Ramsey's getting. So he's getting 40 grand a week. He'd take 20. Maybe well, he's on 20. Listen, at the end of the day, I, I, I've always liked Scott Arfield, even for the times he was at Falkirk. Yeah. I'm a big supporter of him, but I think he's done it remarkably mm-hmm. well for Rangers. Yeah. I thought he'd done really well down at Burnley in England. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd done really well down there. And as I say, he gives you something different. He's not your midfielder who's going to sit and pop it here there. He can handle the ball really well, don't get me wrong. But what he does is, modern day midfielders don't make a lot of runs in the box and he does that very very well and I think that's why Ramsey will be a blow if he's not available but I don't think he's fit enough to keep that impact that they had before but I definitely think Arfield can have that big effect for him so that's why I think that the striker option is going to be important for him or is it the extra midfield player it's going to be running some run into the season and both sets of the Glasgow divide could be happy if yeah. Rangers win the Scottish Cup even if it's just tomorrow night if it ends tomorrow or if they get to uh, a Europa League final that'd yeah. be phenomenal and for Celtic League Cup win and a uh, new manager in and champions as well of the cinch premiership I, I mean, looks what, like it what yeah. a week it would be Celtic getting the title yeah. on May the 14th Rangers potentially in a uh, Europa final mm-hmm. on May the 18th in the Scottish Cup final on May 21st and don't listen don't rule out hearts you know hearts are going to have a lot to offer mm-hmm. Um, and if Rangers are going to win the Scottish Cup they're going to have to be right on it if they're not Hearts will do it Glasgow radio station <laughs> <laughs> remember where you are <laughs> hello it's Edinburgh's own here you'll have had your tea Robbie, Robbie Nielsen Lee McCullough listen, no, I, know, I know I know they do it. listen I'm not, no, it's a massive club oh yeah and by the way Peter said yeah. it Peter was up against them yeah. last year well, this yeah. time last year mm. the Hearts fans wanted Robbie Nielsen out oh, I know. Yeah. You know, they, they, they never forgave him Brora. for losing to Brona Rangers mm. in the Cup but they stuck with it 
um, and Budge and the board stuck with them and they got off to a great start beating Celtic at the opening uh, night of the season and they've never looked back and I really enjoy watching Hearts I think they've recruited yeah they've got a, a nice budget but they've recruited well I think they're really pleasing in the eye entertaining and definitely capable of winning the Scottish Cup Do they listen? Are you just saying that? No they do Listen to the Go Radio Football yeah, Show yep. Excellent Who else is listening? He's 71 today Chick Young Sir Charles Happy birthday Charles Can you believe it's 71? Is he only 71? I know I thought he was 80 <laughs> <laughs> No we were out a few weeks ago When Davey was leaving Sorry you weren't invited Peter uh, Sorry uh, no. I don't know anyway <laughs> um, Yeah Chick Great form 71. Yeah, 71 He always says he's his birthday May the fourth be with you That's, his, that's his catchphrase yeah, For 71 And uh, good order And we're looking forward To the fixtures next year We're just looking with James here The number of fixtures That's going to be coming up So Celtic The champions are going to be In the Champions League proper And that's going to be 35 Somewhere between 30 and 40 million There's nearly the 700,000 per point If you win a game 2 million extra So It's going to be 30 million plus and if Rangers get in as well, they're phenomenal. But even if they're second, they'll have fewer games in qualifying. So it's going to be bumper time for football. Because of the World Cup being in Qatar, which I think we'd all agree is crazy, isn't it? The, the decision yeah. was made, but that was yeah. the, the powers that be in money in football. Then the all the games, the league games stop and the Champions League and Europa League stop on the, what, the 12th and 13th of November, Mark. Yeah. And then in time for the World Cup, and then until the 17th and 18th, there's no domestic football or whatever. Yeah. Can you imagine the football between July, August and, well, early, mid-November? Non- yeah, non-stop. I mean, um, the Premier League Cup starts on July the 9th, Saturday, July the 9th. Also, any of our teams that are in Europe mm. don't play in the early stages. That runs through on and off to, to October. Uh, and then in between, you, it'll just be relentless, Paul. You know, It'll be Saturday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. Um, right up until the World Cup starts on the 21st of November and the finals on the 18th um, of, of December so it's going to be not, it'll be really exciting mm. but it'll be big demands on, on the players and, and supporters as well remember you know having to put the hand in their pockets the all the time absolutely inflation yeah. yeah well the decisions that's got to be made about players that's the big thing because you, most of the teams in Celtic and I'll obviously watch everything they do in the summer times and whatever They've always been late because not because players are running out of contract, when they run out of contract, the timing, because most contracts run at the end of July. You know, they still, simple yeah, things, you know, know, simple things like that's when their contract is mm-hmm. completely up, you know, in the July time. So, all simple things. And how many times have we went into the European games without the players they wanted? How many times have they went to a pre season camp and have not had the players with them? So, yeah. the pre season camp was always the big thing of galvanizing the team, all the new players were in. All of a sudden, you were going to be in that camp. You were getting to know each other, and that just can't happen now. They're going to have like five minutes to change their, their underwear to start again. You know, before the season starts again. And of course, this season for Celtic, for example, you had the departure lounge for Edward, who played at the beginning, uh, Ryan Christie as well. Absolutely, so some in, some out. And in your case, you were manager of Dunfermline at the start of the season. You had to play Rangers before the season officially started league-wise. Yeah, and it was listen. It was the, the pre-season for us was the League Cup. That's what it becomes because that becomes your pre-season and that's difficult because you've not got your players in. I had a few players that wasn't available at that particular time so you're still trying to get that in and you're still trying to give game time to players in the cup and you want to win the cup. Mm. Everybody kids on they don't want to win the cup. Everybody wants to get to a cup final. Everybody mm. wants to win one so I'm no different from anybody else. I want a strong team to play and obviously you want to see the balance of your team get into your first league match. you know. And what's the effect on players then? 
never mind the managers if you've got how much of a break did your players get last summer at Dunfermline well obviously I trained over them this summer yep. and they just finished mm-hmm. um, Jimmy had decided to leave and I got offered the job the players must have only a few weeks because they were in the playoffs mm-hmm. they'd only had a couple of weeks before they were back so and, two or three I, weeks yeah maximum because and then you think about that the Covid as I said to you mm-hmm. before a couple of weeks ago has had a massive effect on everybody because everything was completely changed they weren't allowed to travel together you talk about camaraderie getting that together so you weren't even allowed in team buses together it was in cars individually all the simple things that you're trying to build it was impossible for the last two to three years to be able to do that and for every club has been the same you know yeah. and it's been really really tough even for the players and people forget that they're human beings we talked about mental health earlier on yeah. how difficult that is for them because the car, the, the, the car school is brilliant. You know, somebody will drive for yep. a month or whatever mm-hmm. and it, it can only be half an hour. They'll go for a coffee after it. Mm-hmm. All these things were stopped. And that, that's a, that was a big part of football mm-hmm. life, you know. Was it, for us, going to Barrafield and then coming down to Joe's Kitchen after yep. it, getting a rolling sausage. I know it's different now, it's pasta now, but we were getting a rolling sausage after training, things like that. And it, but it was skills. great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was great fun. <laughs> you know, they were special, special days for us. Yeah. And it, as I say, we were always together after training. Mm-hmm. You don't get that nowadays. And I think it's going to be less now with the pre-season, you know, because that's when you got to know your players. You were away for two and a half weeks and we'd go to places like Sweden, yeah. you know. Nowhere. What was your favourite uh, pre-season? With Celtic, we used to go to places like Sweden and Switzerland. You know, places like that. Never brilliant, brilliant fun. Because last night the manager would always have a get together. You know, because you'd be hammered for that two and a half weeks, and then you would be hammered on the last (laughs) day. And it was great fun, but because everybody would come out their shell, somebody'd be singing for the first time. You know, because we're in the group. Because most, as I say, most of the team and the group and the signings had been made. Mm That's completely different now. You don't get that opportunity. So that's why I feel for the managers when they're losing games at the start of the season in the respect of that or using... Because it's big European competitions we're talking about. Who was the best singer in your time at Celtic? I think I know who it might be. Maybe. Big, big Derek yeah. White sang. Was he? Big yeah. Derek White was a singer, yeah. Mm. He was a singer. We Andy Walker he was a singer. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, which yeah. was quite surprising. Not very good, but they were the, the and, singers. And Tommy Mac the knife, you liked Tommy, Tommy, Tommy was brilliant. Tommy was brilliant. One of the best stories ever, Tommy, we him back to his house one night. We were meeting at half past six. Mm-hmm. Go back to his house and Rosemary says, the taxi, taxi, taxi turns up at his door, chaps his door and says, is um, Tommy Burns and she said oh son his taxi's already been he's away and he went no I'm bringing him back <laughs> it was about an hour later <laughs> she, she, she couldn't believe it I mean, they sent him home after about an hour <laughs> and Ali at Rangers was, uh, he was a great one for the karaoke wasn't he Mark? yeah yeah. yeah I, he was uh, a chanter yeah like he's, been, uh, he's been a few Bruce Springsteen Springsteen he loves that he was good right. at that <laughs> Quick break, and then we're going to look forward to tomorrow night and also tonight. Who's going to go through to join Liverpool in that final? The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show. Don't forget tomorrow night, set the alarm for uh, <laughs> seven in the evening. I hope you're up for work or school or college or uni or whatever. But we're on from seven tomorrow night. Barry Ferguson will be here, Craig Moore. Paul Cooney looking forward to it Rangers a Europa League semi-final just one goal in it Peter Grant said this time last week if Rangers come back with one goal in it they could do it Mark and that's yeah. exactly where we are at this moment yeah yep. as it's all there for Rangers you know, 90 minutes away from from being in a European final for Giovanni Van Bronckers James Tavernier the Rangers supporters it's a massive night massive night biggest game Rangers have played in a, in, in a long long time and uh, they stand on the verge of being in Seville on May the 18th whether it's against Eintracht Frankfurt 
or against West Ham it won't matter to them and all they need to do Paul I think we all said it before that if they could have got away with a 1-0 or a 2-1 in Germany last week I think you would take that all day long and it just leaves in a position I know it sounds easy but just go and win the game just go and win the game and you're, you're giving yourself a right good chance we'll come back to that in a moment or two big game in Glasgow we'll also talk about Man City against Real Madrid 4-3 last week it was a phenomenal game we'll talk to you in a moment or two see what you think is going to happen last night Partick Thistle losing 2-1 to Inverness you, you worry about them there in the playoff yeah well I think Inverness are a good side Paul. Yep. when I played against them earlier in the season I thought they'd done exceptionally well if you remember they went I th- we were the first actually team to take a point off them I remember uh, you know, yep. I think they'd went 7 or something unbeaten mm. we were the first team to take a point off them it didn't do me much good don't get me wrong but um, <laughs> as I say so I know they're a good side yep. and I, I like Shane Sol I've always liked him and I know he had a big effect in the game last night so uh, as I say I, I think Thistle thought a wee bit of sticky for him they've got a result here and then they'll lose a couple you know that I'm, I'm not sure if there's a few players out. I'd seen the Mayo and that mm. weren't playing so maybe there was something to do with that but it's a tough one getting up to Inverness now for them. And Mark, there was a crowd of what nearly 3,000, Um The Jags, the Glasgow Jags yeah. scored in 54 minutes and then it was just that last 20 minutes as Peter mentions, Sutherland and Samuels getting the goals with uh, mm. 19 minutes to go and then 8 minutes to go. You fear yeah. for for Partick Thistle? Oh, I mean, certainly Inverness down the driving uh, seat that's theirs yep. to, to, to throw away. You know, they did a, a flying start to the season. They, they, they did dip for... <laughs> It wasn't even weeks, it was months actually that they, 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 they had a dip. Um, but now they've just managed to hit it at the right time. Paul, yep, you would fancy them to get through on Friday night and then it's again Stick Campbell's a broth. You know, what a two-leg that's going to be and then probably for the winner of that it's going to be a playoff against um, St. Johnson. Mm. So, but listen, never rule out Ian McCall and, and, and sure. Patrick Thistle. Mm. They, they can dig out uh, results. Bit of pressure on Inverness at home, probably nothing for Thistle to lose now so they'll go there but feeling maybe a wee bit more uh, relaxed. It's the Premiership playoff quarter final. Other games last night, Montrose beating Airdrie 1 0. And in the playoff in the other division, Edinburgh, a 4 1 win for them against Dumbarton. And in 1 0 against uh, Forfar. And as we mentioned earlier, Bournemouth beating Nottingham Forest, a late, late goal, 83 minutes. Bournemouth are up. The Cherries, isn't it? Your the Cherries, own, your own yes. team. So, right, let's cut to the chase tonight. Queen's Park against your old club Dunfermline and your son, of course, playing for Queen's Park. What do you think tonight, Mark? I'll throw it to you first of all. What do you reckon is going to happen? Well, I think it'll be a cracking game. Um, you know, both clubs, it's massive for different reasons. You know, for Queen's Park, mm. I think probably most of us, if you go back to, to July uh, last year, thought that Queen's Park were clear favourites yeah. and, and would, you know, canter uh, towards promotion. It's not been that way. Uh, Cove Rangers won the league comfortably. Dunfermline, find themselves in a, in a tricky position it's hard to imagine Defermanton potentially becoming a League One club again that they're bigger than that um, so I think it'll be a score draw tonight for Hillpool I think it'll be one each Peter Owen Coyle of course now the manager big time experience that'll be some team talk tonight yes it's a fantastic game unfortunately for me because it's my worst nightmare yep. you know what I mean in the respect to that obviously I want Peter's team to win but I love my time at Dunfermline. I know I got a lot of criticism I had a great time there I really enjoyed it at the club um, and I was hoping they weren't going to be in this position obviously to be in the playoff um, but as I say Swords Law that ends up playing against Queen's Park obviously I want Peter and the team to do exceptionally well um, but I wish it wasn't Dunfermline it, wasn't, it was in there with them because Ross MacArthur and Thomas Megley were brilliant with me and listen the supporters were desperate for you to do well yeah. the thing was I, mean, I always think if you're not winning games of football you don't get the support and I tied that on the chin and as I say I had seven I think seven draws four defeats in the league and mm-hmm. If you don't win games of football, you lose your job, unfortunately. But as I say, I couldn't say anything negative about the club in any shape or form. But 
as I say, it's my worst nightmare, but obviously I've got to make sure it's my son. I'm looking for him supporting more than anything else. And you'd love to get back into football full-time, Peter? Yeah, of course. I mean, yep. people, when you lose your job, people always think you want a break from it. Listen, I love it. I don't want a break. I just love football. I've been involved in the daily combat, if you want to call it that, you know. So, as I say, I've had a lot of experience. I've used it over the years, you know, some good, some not so good, but they're all experiences. And I know I'm good at my job. So, but the bottom line is, you're out of work. There's a lot of good guys out of work. I know that as well. But there's a lot of good guys in work, and unfortunately, 99% of them are your mates. So, for you to get an opportunity again, you've got to look for one of them losing a job. That's the unfortunate yep. about our business, unfortunately. But obviously, I love football, and I want to be involved in it for sure. Well, the Go Radio listeners enjoying you on a Wednesday night, Peter. It's great that you're joining us because your old pal Davy Proven, of course, on a on a beach somewhere uh, in Spain, quite rightly. Right, here's a team you've played against, Real Madrid tonight, up against the team you played against, Man City. Mark, I'll come to you first. What's going to happen tonight in the Santiago Bernabeu Stadium? I think it'll be a 1-1 draw, Man City to get to the final. Man City-Liverpool final. Oof, so they finally get there and will Pep get what he hasn't got at Man City? And that's yeah. what the owners want, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they really want him... Yeah, to well, deliver he, he didn't win the Champions League with Bayern Munich either nope. he won the title at the time comfortably so he's not won the Champions League since he was at, uh, at Barcelona a decade yeah I was lucky enough to beat Wembley the night they beat Manchester United St Alex's Man United mm. and that for, for me is, is the best 90 minutes of football I've ever seen was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember it yeah, yeah. It, it was outstanding it, it was great to be there but you never rule out Carlo Ancelotti and you look at Benzema maybe the best player in the world at the moment um, you look at their team Tony Cruz Luka Modric they've got an exceptional team but I think Man City will do it you reckon Man City yep. I, think, I think Man City too but as I say it's been a joy to watch Modric you know he's been magnificent he's dragged them up in many many games with his talent he's a wonderful wonderful player Benzema has been brilliant but Modric for me has been the top man but I just think Manchester City have got too many good players Real Madrid have got a lot of good players don't get me wrong really dangerous players but I just think the way they hold the ball you know and the opportunities they can create and young Foden is a wonder to watch as well everybody talks about Kevin De Bruyne and wonderful yeah. wonderful players but young Foden's been magnificent big favourite of Barry Ferguson's what is it especially about him but for such a young man he's got a great head on his shoulders hasn't he I think that usefulness you know yeah. he doesn't worry about making mistakes mm. you know he takes the ball in but he's got a fantastic first touch you know and I think that allows you that time you know, because my father used to say when he was young, you know, listen, son, if you've not got a good first touch, you know, and a final pass, put your boots in the bin, <laughs> you know, and Foden's got that in spades, you know, and he proved that when he came on in the games, you know what I mean? And as I say, he made the pass in big games and I think the managers handled him exceptionally well when everybody was craving for him to get in the team and he was thinking, no, he's maybe too young or too many games yeah. and he's handled and he's just let him go now as if the reins are off and, they very rarely play without him now and I think he's a big, big game player, a big talented player and he could end up being, he's one of the best in the world at this moment in time, he could have been one of the top, top players in the world. And would you expect them to beat Liverpool in the final? Two different in types. Paris, yeah. two, two, two different types. Somebody yeah. made a good point the other day, they were talking about Jurgen Klopp managing certain clubs and types of clubs, yeah. always the ones it's chasing but I think his signing of Diaz, mm. as I said a couple of weeks ago, has galvanised everything. He proved it again last night again. I think, if they wouldn't have signed Diaz when they signed them, I'd definitely a 100% Manchester City. You know, even in the league, 100%. Now I'm not so sure. Really? Because yeah. I just think Diaz made that such an impact. Ah, is he that good? Is it? Absolutely. Aye. I, I think didn't see the game last night. Was but it's had such good? an impact. They, they were, in the first half, uh -huh. it was as poor oh. as you've seen Liverpool mm -hmm. playing for a few years. Not because Liverpool, they just weren't allowed to play. Uh -huh. You know, they got after him, they never handled the ball. But as soon as he came on, he handled the ball well, started to get by people, allowing people to come up the pitch uh -huh. and just changed the game completely. 
you know, and I just think when players like that, and that's when I'm seeing big game players, and that's what young Foden is as well. And I know the Modric and that are top quality players and won Champions League fives or whatever Champions Leagues have won, but these guys make a difference in these arenas because you've got to be able to do that. And it takes one moment, one moment, and these guys have got that one moment in the locker. It's going to be some arena this time tomorrow night. There'll be what 10, 15,000 in at Ibrox. In 25 hours, there'll be 50,000. RB Leipzig. Up against Rangers. The Germans are one up. Here's the manager. And you, the Rangers fan, you've got a part to play. We all have the same uh, same goal. is to to reach the final. You know, my players, my staff, we all do the best we can to uh, be uh, prepared for tomorrow, which we, we're going to do. I think the fans will, are always uh, important for us at home and they're, uh, they're a big factor in the atmosphere. But tomorrow will be uh, will be the same. And, uh, you know, on Nosy night, we, we need... To uh, to overcome this opponent and uh, will be uh, will be emotional, but uh, you know we'll be ready when the when the whistle goes. Do you want the Man City team tonight? Ederson, Walker, Diaz, Laporte, Cancelo, Rodri, De Bruyne, Mares, Foden, Jesus, and Silva on the bench. Stefan, the keeper, of course. Carson, it's gone to the break. Yeah, it's gone to the break. <laughs> uh, could you believe one, Sky? Yeah, exactly. Gundogan's on the bench. Uh, Grealish. Grealish is on the bench. Yeah, she's not quite is, happy. Is, 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 is on, James, is on the bench. James, I used to read the, the results on the radio. It was off the telly and it would disappear. Just, so I would go, you know, and uh, four for one. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I'll give you the subs. But you're right, Grealish, it's just not quite happened for him this season has it no but really? he's still an exceptional yeah. talent as well I'll yeah. just take that bit of time to get because I think yeah. I think Pep's very precise what he wants from all these players don't they? and they need yeah. to to the letter uh, do it so I'll take you back because Grealish has been used to having that freedom at Aston Villa well yeah. that's a big problem you've got because you talk about Foden Foden can play in the right central left or up front not that false number yeah. nine they call it Jack can't Jack's yep. left sider playing and coming in off the line Grealish on the bench uh, Zinchenko Fernandinho it's amazing the players they've got there Sterling as well we're running out of time Peter tomorrow night what do you reckon Rangers scoreline I'm going to go for 1-0 and then an extra time and then I'm hoping that the referee's not got a big thing to play for because that's my worry because it'll be an emotional mm -hmm. night for Rangers with Jimmy Bell situation sure. God rest mm -hmm. him and all these situations you know so that's that, that's a difficult it'll be an emotional night and I think that'll be enough to get them into extra time Mark I'm thinking possibly a score draw, but I need to say Rangers to win 2-1 and to go through in penalty kicks. Joker. Rangers in the final. Thank you. Jokal Day is next. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget, tomorrow night we're on. Barry Ferguson, Craig Moore, we're live from seven. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new iGo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.